Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that recaps the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I am Kyle. I am Brady. And we are here today to go over Minute number 10 of Ghostbusters. If this is your first time joining us, first of all, welcome. Secondly, why are you joining us in yeah, Minute number 10? Maybe go back and listen to the prior nine minutes. Ten minutes after. So you want to go ahead and get into Minute number 10? Let's do it. Last Friday, you joined us for Minute number 9, where we ended with Peter Venkman cleaning up ectoplasm into Petri dishes. He comes in at minute number 10. Venkman turns a corner and hands Egon a Petri dish and, said, and says, Egon, your mucus. At 10 minutes, 5 seconds, after Venkman hands Egon the Petri dish, a bookcase behind them falls to the ground, unguided by mortal hands. At 10 minutes, 10 seconds, Venkman asks Ray if this has happened to him before. Ray slowly shakes his head. Venkman asks Ray if this is the first time. Ray nods his head, confirming that this is happening for the first time. He's never seen anything like this in any other ghost experiences or mass sponge migrations. At 10 minutes, 20 seconds, Egon leads Vankman and Ray through the basement of bookcases as the PKE meter increases its activity and scans for paranormal activity. At 10 minutes, 35 seconds, the PKE meter goes into full alert mode as Egon stops Vankman and Ray. A ghost surely is near. At 10 minutes, 44 seconds, Egon announces she's here. At 10 minutes, 45 seconds, we see the librarian ghost or the gray lady for the first time. This is the first ghost that we see in all of the movies. She slowly levitates and goes about the job she previously had in her mortal form. At 10 minutes, 48 seconds, Ray says that he that she is a full torso apparition and that she is real. At 10 minutes, 50 seconds, we get a closer shot of the library glo- ghost as she reads a book. At 10 minutes, 53 seconds, the three Ghostbusters look upon her with awe. Egon and Ray both look at her with a sense of wonder while Venkman is stunned by what he sees. At 10 minutes, 55 seconds... Vinkman asks Ray and Egon, well, what do we do? At 10 minutes, 59 seconds, Ray and Egon look at each other. Neither one has any idea of what comes next. And that is minute number 10 of Ghostbusters. So uh, this is the first time we see a ghost in the movie at all. This yeah, is, and, this is the and first appearance. what an introduction, because the special effects on this are baffling. Yeah, and it's kind of important that we see here at minute number 10, because you, do you know about the 10-page rule in a screenplay? No, I don't. Okay, so when you're writing a screenplay, and this is kind of comes from Sid Field's book on screenwriting, he's the guy who wrote the book on how to write screenplays. It's usually a text that's used in, in uh, college courses on writing screenplays. His thought is that by page 10, which roughly translates to minute 10 in the movie, the audience now knows all the characters, they know the general conceit of the film, and the struggle the characters are going to go through. And while we don't get to the struggle the characters go through, because that kind of comes in the next like two or three minutes of the film, we do know now that ghosts are real, that they exist, and that these guys are searching for them. So we have that established. The audience knows 10 minutes in that they're invested in the movie. So, um... That is uh, why this is significant that this is the first time we see a ghost. And the library ghost is uh, has a lot of lore behind her, doesn't she? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you maybe look some of that stuff up. Yeah. Actually, according to the Tobin Spirit Guidebook, uh, as well as the Ghostbusters video game, um, the library ghost also goes by the Grey Lady, as you said, and her real name is Eleanor Twitty. Now, her story is that uh, she was a head librarian and... Got shacked up with a guy named Edmund Hoover, who was also known as the Collector, a rare book collector. And so she was very much in love, but had to break off the engagement whenever she found out that Hoover was just using her to get to the Gozerian Codex. So why did he want that? Anyway, after uh, she broke off the engagement, he killed her in a secret section of the library. It turns out the secret section of the library was coincidentally designed by architect Evo Shandor. So something else, uh, I'm not sure if you were aware of, she is actually flipping the pages in her book backwards. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Did yeah. they actually shoot it in reverse? Or? Yeah, oh. actually, if you go look, and I, I don't know if it was intentional to kind of mm-hmm. give it a you know strange effect or if it was just a happy accident, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's there. She's flipping it backwards. It's pretty pretty cool. Sometimes they just uh, reverse footage in movies too, just because the pacing of it works better. And you know, it's it's funny because you you don't usually pick up on weird little things like water rolling upwards. Like there's that scene in Alien where they pan down to the egg when Kane first sees it, and the yeah. water is dripping upwards. That's but true. you don't. It doesn't immediately come to. It just makes it kind of weird. Like your brain doesn't immediately catch it while you're watching it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice that whenever the bookcase fell over, all the books stayed in place? No, I didn't know because that. they were all built into it because it was a prop that you know, so <laughs> okay. it could fall over and over several times, yeah. and they wouldn't have to. Also, it's uh, uh, much safer to drop that thing as it is without a bunch of books falling. Yeah, over exactly, and, and not hurt your lead star. So, this is interesting. There's a real gray lady. Really? Yes. At the Willard Library in Evansville, Indiana, there is over 1,000 occurrences of people having contact with what has been, but has become known to be the Gray Lady. So let me give you a little bit of backstory in this. The entity is believed to be Louise Carpenter. Uh, this is taken from the Willard Library's website on the ghost, which is willardghost.com. So if you go there, they have a, a, a lot of cool uh, pictures and stuff like that of people's encounters with the ghost. But... While the library is not certain who she is, some say the ghost is of Louise Carpenter, daughter of the library's founder, Willard Carpenter. While Willard provided for his family upon his death, Louise was very unhappy when he left most of his estate to the new library. She sued the library and lost. Perhaps, some say, Louise nurses a grudge against the library and haunts it to this day. Others disagree and say the Grey Lady is not malevolent, as they assume Louise would be. In fact, library employees have come to see the Grey Lady or the lady in gray, as another staff member. They know that every so often they will see the gray lady. So if you go to the website, which is willardghost.com, they do have ghost cams, uh, ghost videos, and ghost photos really? that will highlight where exactly they think the, the gray lady is. So, That's awesome. I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to check it out after we're done. So, uh, yeah, so in the scene here, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the scene. Um, we've got uh, the, the first appearance of a ghost, and as we see, Egon and Ray are both really kind of like, they're, they're looking on in awe, right? Right. They're both like kind of like mouths agape. They're like, oh, wow, this is, this, this is it. Ghosts are real. All of our research has proven true. Yeah, this is their first time. And then you cut back to Peter Venkman, and he's just kind of looking there like, huh, what, we what about that? What about yeah. that? What do we do? What do we do? What do you think is going through his head at that point? You know, um, I'm not sure. It's like we've said before, like he is, over the course of the movie, becoming a believer, but a lot of that is happening Really fast for him, like right here, right now. So uh, I think maybe it's kind of a put up or shut up moment for him, too. Like mm-hmm. he's realizing now that, oh, all this stuff that maybe I've been kind of faking it, you know, finding it as like a dodge or a hustle, as Dean Yeager says later, that now all of a sudden he realize, he realizes, oh, you know, this is real. I'm going to have to start actually yeah. producing some information, yeah, exactly. some data here on all this stuff. So uh, and then, of course, you know, coming up pretty soon when Egon announces his findings, when they find the gray lady, I think that uh, Vinkman uh, has kind of a come to Jesus moment where he yeah. realizes that, okay, we can actually turn a, a dollar on this. This might be something that's actually good for us. That's right. So does the gray lady scare you? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, so a lot of the, uh, a lot of the scares in the movie are kind of done for laughs somewhere in between being like legitimately scary. And then, you know, mm-hmm. being done for laughs. There's nothing really that scary about Slimer, for example, but, um, the the thing that like I find actually scary in horror movies and things like that is the subtlety yeah. of it all. And this is probably the most subtle ghost in yeah, a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. And then whenever it does its big jump scare, that's like something that's definitely going to scare kids right. and I don't know, maybe some adults as well. The um there is a moment where whenever they step around the corner 
and they start talking and everything, she becomes aware of them and looks over at them. Right. And that is totally eerie. It's very creepy. It's very, very eerie. Yeah. Um, just her addressing them. So, uh, or acknowledging their presence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's something that I, yeah, I, I think stands out from the rest of the movie as being like, that's, it becomes like a legitimate horror film in right. that second. The effect is really well done. She's translucent. She's floating and she's got that Victorian era dress on, which mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's really weird that that was kind of the height of spiritualism mu- movement. And when you, when people think of like ghosts or you hear stories about ghosts here in the United States, it's like, they're all like Victorian, Victorian era. era. It's always got that aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So it's, it's a, a perfect symbology when the first time you see it in the movie that this ghost kind of represents what we all you know, yeah, kind of exactly. think of when we think of ghosts. So. Yeah. But yeah, the effect is really well done. She's translucent. She's slowly floating. It's almost as if she's underwater. Mm-hmm. There's almost like a glittering effect on her too. And I, it, we you know really researched on how they did the special effects for this, but we couldn't find anything. And I think this was really, was this a time before green screen existed? No, 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 no. There, there's been green screen and things like green screen for a while. So I'm um, thinking, I guess I'm thinking of like, I've seen footage of Slimer as a um, uh, puppet uh, that someone yeah. would kind of wear and it's shot against a black screen instead of a green screen. So maybe I'm thinking of a different effect because, you know, like Tron, they shot all of Tron against a black really? background black and then they went back and that. rotoscoped on it and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, But I want to say I, I even saw a picture somewhere of like the, the transition effect that the gray lady goes through later yeah. because later whenever she does turn into a monster for a few seconds, she is a normal person before she, you know, there, her face kind of morphs a little bit. There are uh, some really cool photographs out there that show, you know, before and after her transformation. And I honestly think, you know, what's scarier is uh, Ruth Oliver, the actress, in her makeup Mm -hmm. before, you know, she turns. So the library ghost was portrayed by Ruth Oliver, who was an actress who only appeared in two movies or two productions ever. She was in an episode of Trapper John M.D. and in Ghostbusters. She passed away in 1988. So four years after this, she passed away. But again, great casting. Like we saw Alice the Librarian earlier. She's kind of the perfect cannon fodder. Ruth Oliver has just the look of like an old-timey like school marm librarian, yeah. how she would look in that in that costume. So, Yeah, it, it really is an amazing effect. Uh, you know, everything about her floating there and then the makeup and how she does her transformation. Uh, the special effects supervisor for the movie was Richard Edlund, who had uh, Boss Films. Mm-hmm. And that was the effects house. And, uh, I mean, just did some outstanding work. It has a very distinct look of, like, a comedic grouping of special effects. You have things yeah. like Stay Puffed and, and uh, a lot Onion of the... Head, Good Slimer, and they ha- they're, right. they're goofy looking. And this is it's really cool because they could do stuff that was eerie and stuff that was scary and stuff that was comical. Because the gray lady almost goes, like, for, from all that stuff. You know? Yeah, exactly. She's like She starts off as, like, eerie and spooky, and then she goes to straight-up scary monster later, and then it's kind of comical when you put it all into, into so context. Too. it's interesting that the first ghost that we we see is going to cover all of that yeah that entire spectrum so it's a really really cool moment really yeah. effective moment. really subtle great special effects there mm-hmm. so all right well that pretty much wraps up minute number 10 so come back tomorrow we're going to have minute number 11 uh with a pretty good jump scare in it i think or at least the lead up to it uh, a little bit more going on so uh, again thank you so much for joining us here on ghostbusters minute uh, as usual i'm kyle i'm ready and we're here to remind you that death is but a door time is but a window we'll be back ghostbusters minute is a fan-supported podcast to become a supporter, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com gbminute. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, Instagram at ghostbustersminute, and visit our website at ghostbustersminute.com, where you can find merchandise such as t-shirts, stickers, and free balloons for the kids. Balloons subject to not being free nor real.
Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.